Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Up to 90. Here I go again up with Julie. Boom, boom. How are you getting on? Oh, sure. Very good. I have to say now, Emma, I am wrecked. I'm just back from this golf event <laughs> in Galway last week and I am exhausted. Oh, God, you wouldn't believe it. That's Sean O'Rourke. He's some man for the shots. I swear to God. <laughs> just as, he, uh, like, as you said that, as you said that, I was like, God, because it's about the same, you know, size gathering. Do you remember back in the olden days when you go to a wedding and you come back and you'd be absolutely, you would be exhausted from the crack, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. The crack would wear you out. I mean, the crack will happen again, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, no, there was a certain degree, I mean, certain degree of crack happening last week um, in Galway. I think it's safe to say, I can't imagine when it's an Eroptus Gulf Society uh, convention. I mean, I can't imagine really the you know tub thumping by Chumbawamba. I'll get knocked down, but I get. Up I can't imagine there is a lot of that level of crack. But I'm sure in their own way, a lot of in jokes, a lot of you know yourself, that kind of that kind of thing. I mean, it's just. I mean, we knew it had, but it really has. It's gone to the shits now, and I think it's actually going to continue to head down into the shits for a while before we come out of this. Isn't it, though? Well, I think this is, you know, this, this is the point now. I think we're all at the stage, you know, at the start of the lockdown and everyone was throwing up the Instagram memes and saying things like, isn't it great to slow down, really enjoying the more relaxed pace? Like, this... <laughs> And look, that's when we all thought we were still heading off to Ayanapa in June. So then when we discovered that wasn't happening, suddenly the Instagram memes were no more. No, everyone was like, I can buy banana bread. Like, there's no need for me to be doing this to myself and my family week in, week out, baking my own. And now is the time when I think it's really, really hard for people to dig deep because we're all just so fucking sick of it at this point. And let's just face it about the banana bread. It's just cake. Oh, 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 Emma, you're trending on Twitter and this hasn't even gone out yet, but it is, look. It's just cake. We're all trying to fool ourselves that this was like some sort of healthy thing to be making at home. I'm saying this as Ella is actually currently making banana bread, but that's 
what we like to do. But I'm I'm under no illusions that it's just me eating cake for lunch. Like it is just fucking cake, lads. Just because yeah. it has bananas it up, yeah. in it does yeah. not make it some sort of protein snack. Yeah. Just or, because yeah. you stared out the window for three minutes without looking at your phone, you know, does not mean that you're a meditation guru. <laughs> You know what these snacks like the old protein balls? I don't know if you were kidding because I had a protein ball the other day, and like nobody ever says, "Oh, you know, I really need Jesus." I mean that protein ball. You wouldn't even miss the cake like that was just top notch. But after the protein ball, like my insulin was, at, my sugar levels were off the charts, and I think basically what we're doing is we're taking cake. We're whizzing it up in a nutri bullet, rolling it into a ball-like shape, and calling it a healthy snack. But it's but that's it's what it is. You it's have just cake. You have a protein ball, and that is basically half of your required calories for a fucking day. And you're just in the yeah. car, and you've just had a protein ball. That doesn't even taste great anyway. Like all these saps making stuff with prunes because it really gives you that chocolate taste. It doesn't. Yeah, no. Dates are not chocolate. I didn't go to the shop when I was a kid and beg my mum to get me a packet of dates. And you know why? Because they're shit. They're totally shit comes back to what we were saying the other day or when it was a few weeks ago now we were talking about kids snacks and I know we referenced a few people messaged me about Stacey Solomon and the carrot teddies and they were like it has gone too far yeah like it has so I'm delighted to know I'm not alone on that one like Stacey well done on making celery sexy again but I just feel it's just it's just too much but I well anyway we were talking about this and it comes back to like kids at the end of the week you can tell the kids look the dates they're the same as chocolate they're a delicious snack mm, dates delicious but ultimately the kids know okay she's not throwing out packets of chocolate every week it's the fucking dates she's like oh, how long have they been there like the dusty packet of dates at the back of the cupboard like nobody is fooled on this but these stupid rest- it's still what it is. It's yeah, it's a ball, so it's a little bit more fun, but it's still a date, isn't it, really? But these stupid rest- recipes with no eggs, no sugar, no flour, no butter. Shite. But oh so yummy. Fuck off. It's not. I know. It's not happening. And I'll tell you something else. I will tell you something else, right? So we're pretty much vegetarian in this house now. It's grand. And to be honest, if I'm getting honest about this, if I'm getting real, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should try the vegan thing, you know? But that vegan cheese, it does not melt. No, you see, no. You could whack it in Vesuvius. It is still not going to melt. You're not going to get any melt off that fucker. Yeah, the last time I tried to work with vegan cheese, I was reminded of 
I, I was reminded of, I'm going to say it, I was reminded of that HBO series Chernobyl because there was just no, whatever it was about this substance, this substance was like no other I have ever encountered. I couldn't melt it. At it one point melt. I lit a match to see could I set it on fire. It just, it's, I could not make <laughs> head nor tail of this substance. I think this has not been seen since 1980 Soviet Union, this this leverage. I mean, it's not also, it's synthetic. It's not natural. Do you know and what you a vegan cheese is? It's flame it, just retardant. But that's what I'm saying. It, I, yeah. it was like, it re, I was in that HBO series. By the way, I only recently found out it was based on a true story, which really floored me. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> but it is flame retardant. It's you can't. That's what I'm saying. I got a match. I couldn't light this bastard. It just. I mean, all I wanted was a bloody pizza. And I think, look, the worst type of vegan is the vegan who says, "I'm a vegan, but I eat cheese." No, sorry, you're in or you're out. You're not a vegan if you eat cheese. You're just like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, I could. You see, this is it. I could do it if. Well, I was going to say if I, I could do it if I could have eggs and cheese, but I could do it if I could have eggs, cheese, butter and a couple of little rashers and maybe a few sausages. But I think when the baby comes, OK, because safety is paramount and all that, you want to swaddle your newborn baby in, in rasher. No, in vegan cheese. Oh, yeah, because I mean, that's. Honestly, that baby would be protected for life wrapped in vegan cheese. Can mm. you imagine if, if he accidentally fell off the changing table and he's wrapped in vegan cheese, or he just bounced right back up? <laughs> it's fucking like it's just stupid. Just, just say, just say when you're like when you're getting people on board with the vegan thing, just say to them, "Look, I'm just gonna be straight with you here. We don't have cheese." Yeah, I think I think as well, if you're signing people up to something like this, you need to as well be real and say, look, there's going to be a lot of secret eating of cheese in your car. Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously, once you're inside the house, you know, we're all we're all part of this huge pretense. But you could get yeah. away with an old baby belt just in your glove compartment. Just snip out, say you're doing the bins. Yeah, actually, because I had, remember I was saying to you, well, remember, I was saying it to you like 10 minutes before we started, I was in Wexford for the weekend out my lovely friend Laura Breen and her daughter Robin, but we, uh, she had the old real butter in the gaff. Now, I hadn't had real butter in a while, I'd been, I'd been kind of going along with the dairy gold, but the stuff is just, I mean, it is beautiful. I know, like, you know, we're fairly corrupt as a country there's lots of questions over lots of our institutions you can't buy a house you know the working wage is fairly ridiculous but we do have the butter sorted oh well i mean kerry gold is just oh, life is it is it like are the shops dense with kerry gold in kerry 
Well, I wouldn't say dense, but I do feel Fred actually had the audacity to present me with a rich tea. You know, the way I'm allowed a rich tea biscuit of an evening. Mine's so like some vegan cheese, Julie. What the fuck? I, it's just, it's such a nursing home biscuit, isn't it? Like, you know, when he arrives with the marietta mm. and the rich tea, you're like, this is the end, isn't it? I'm just expecting him to say, oh, your grandkids are coming in to see you today. So he landed in with a rich tea and had bought, wait for it, a spread and put spreadable butter. So not Kerrygold onto the rich tea. And I was like, can't I have some pleasure in life? Like I have a thing of Kerrygold, there's literally bite marks in it. Every now and again, every now and again I go in and I just take a little nibble just for me. But I just said to him, I was like, between that and do you know when he came home from the shop the other day so first of all spreadable butter on like I don't know it was like some little own brand spread or something which I'm sure is totally fine but it's not very good and then the other day I sent him off for him he came home with luncheon roll I was like are you trying to kill me and your unborn child like whatever about deli meat at the moment but luncheon roll surely you're taking your life into your hands here it's basically spam God, what about a bit of Brady's family ham? Well, I mean, I don't know, can we mention the B word anymore? Can we? Is that, has that moment passed? Are we still in lockdown? Uh, no, I think the way it is, is it's in, we're in lockdown and whatever, but it doesn't count in meat factories. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it works now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. One thing I'll say actually about Golfgate, I thought it was it was good in a way. I know we referenced Berlin D2 last week, but and we both agreed, yeah, probably not their finest moment, the people who were there. But like, I suppose you can see how it can happen, but like from an optics level, not good. But Phil Hogan is essentially the new Jess Brennan now. I'm kind of happy that people have backed off from Jess Brennan and they're now projecting that onto Phil Hogan because I yes. think people were kind of piling onto her a little bit last week and there were many other people involved. So I'm kind of delighted that Phil Hogan know nothing about the man, but I just know I'm happier that people are piling on him rather than Jess Brennan. I kind of felt, though, that I should have gone on Twitter and apologised I don't know what for. Like, there's been a few times. Well, I'll be honest. Like, when I've come back from the shop, I haven't gone and washed my hands straight away. Like, I'm just straight up gonna say that now. But I was kind of like, for so many apologies going on, I was like, should I be apologising? Should I? Should I apologise now? Yeah. Well, I think, and I think, you know, there's a lot of. Well, I suppose we're all feeling a bit like that. Like, even the other day, now I was like. God, I think this is like day three of me wearing this mask at this stage. You know, this thing mm. of like 60 degree wash after every wash, after every wear. Is it happening in your home? No. I mean, we have a few more masks on the go now. We um, have a lot of masks on the go as well. But I do, I, I have to say the washing has kind of gone by the wayside. So you're right. Like maybe we should all be tweeting. Fulsome apologies. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> somebody said fulsome apology which means like offensive or something I think um, well yeah no we should all we should all be at that and come here didn't no. you get some lovely uh, masks from Lauren Murphy 
Oh my God, thank you so much for reminding me. I totally forgot. I got these gorgeous, gorgeous masks. Did you get some as well? I did, yeah. I was chatting to her. So Lauren Murphy on um, oh, Instagram. To, thank you so Love much. Larry X. I have to try this. And um, I don't know if anyone saw it, but she made us um, up to 90 face masks. So she was saying to me. They're absolutely fab. She was working as a costume designer. And then obviously that's all kind of been put on a hiatus. So check out our page on Instagram. They're lovely masks. And I, I was even like saying as well, do you know when you get like a, a nice mask, then you do actually find yourself looking after it better because I had like these kind of black oh, ones. Big so, time. yeah. Hello. Hello.Larry at gmail.com. And what's the Instagram again? Uh, love Larry X. American, love, love Larry X. X. Emma, yeah. thank you so much because do you know what? I meant to give that shout out and I was so delighted. Like they're really nice masks. They're oh lovely. yeah, really nice. Yeah. Well done with the mask. Great fit. Really, really cool. And I actually wore one the other day and somebody was asking me where I got it and I completely forgot. I feel like such a terrible person to give her the shout out. So thank you so much. Oh, I feel death. You see, this is it. Now I feel like I should go on Twitter and apologize. This is terrible. Ah, well, I mean, you're having to inject yourself about 35 times a day and (laughs) go on 20 walks, isn't it? I know, but you know what? You know what? You you do, but like, you know, when somebody sends you something and you're like, this is genuinely just a deadly gift. I was like, and I was like, yeah, so thank you so much for keeping me sound, Emma. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. That's, that's the here M- for. That's called the that Emma effect. That is what you're here for. So thank you so much. <laughs> the Emma effect. I know it's teaching me how to be more human every day. Um, did you see Beth Midler tell Pierce Morgan to, I'm going to say it, there might be small ears in the car, to fuck off. Fly. He came out last week. Ah, the queen of passive aggression we do live for wind beneath, beneath our wings which we like to churn out anytime we have a new enemy on the list <laughs> but I do think I mean Beth at this stage has lost all credibility hasn't she yeah but surely I... at this point I know we all like a bit of hocus pocus okay we're all still watching hocus pocus that's not going to change anytime soon but Beth I don't know. It's it's still very. I know we should all be forgiven for misjudged tweets, but her tweet last year was just so bad. It's kind of hard to move past it. Now I'm not defending her tweet, but what I will say about Bet is, and I don't know her personally. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I do, but I think Bet strikes me as the type of person. No one has ever met Beth and walked away. Beth, I said Beth there. No one has ever met her and walked away and said, Jesus, do you know what? Do you know what? She's just too nice. Mm. I don't think that's ever been an issue for her. And even before Twitter was a thing, I think she was quite partial to fucking barking mad bits. You see... Is she... Well, look, let's face it, there's 
there's a bit of a twink vibe going on with Beth as well, isn't there, really? There is. And she suffers from a condition that I, too, on a daily basis, have to fight against. And it is little woman syndrome. So you have to fight against being a Jack Russell. Now, I think, I think she just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. Is her is one yeah. of her main problems? I think. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, I think. I. I mean, she really. She does. I mean, she is kind of like a slurry truck exploding at times, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, you tell Paris Morgan to fuck off. Fair play to you. Like, I, I'm not going to begrudge her that, but it's kind of a bit like get in the fucking queue. Do you know what I mean? Get in the queue. Well, there was a couple of, I just think with Beth, like there was a couple of things. Now, obviously, by the way, I think, you know, she's still kind of trying to crack the jokes out and stuff. And I think, you know, with comedy as well, it's such a fine line, isn't it? Because you can throw something out thinking you're Frankie Boyle. And realistically, unless you're Frankie Boyle, you're not getting away with it. So it's just, it's a very fine line. But some of the stuff she said, like even from coming from that point of view where we're comics and we know that there's, you know, there's that fine line is there. And we totally get that. Like, do you remember when, because I just found it there, I was like, didn't she say something about Caitlyn Jenner? Do you remember when a few, uh, it was maybe a few years ago now, she said, now that I am Kate has been cancelled, will she go back to being Bruce? Will Chris take him back? Do I smell a re-wedding? Who says stuff like that? I mean, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. And then there was the one last year, of course, where she said women are the N-word of the world. You just think, Bet, come on. Surely you have a friend at home that you can show these tweets to and say, what do you think? <laughs> Before you she fire had just, If she had just spent the last 30 years just going around the place going, fly, fly, nobody would have, like, objected to that. We, they would have just said, Grant, if you want to have a little career going around the place singing that all day, Go for it. But she wasn't happy with that. She had to go around opening her mouth full of shite. I had had to laugh. I know you said before, which really shook our friendship, that you haven't seen Beaches, Mm -hmm. um, which was quite a seminal movie in my life back in the day. But what I laughed about that was it was essentially a female friendship where, like, Bette Midler's character was, like, you know, the kind of funny, kooky, ginger character. And the best friend was this, you know, quintessential American stunner with, like, the perfectly straight, dark hair and just absolutely gorgeous. But shock horror, the stunning friend, gets cancer and dies. So so Bette is the last woman left standing and is bringing up her daughter and is, like, you know... Obviously, this this kind of ends with Beth being this like single mother type to the daughter, etc. So the best friend has bit the dust and all the rest. And I do, I do love Beth in that. I ne- I, I never had a love for her. Like I, I was never a big fan of her. Like I didn't really watch any of those movies. You see, like I was the youngest, and I had two older brothers. One of which, I mean, heavily dominated the remote control to the point of it being a fucking I mean it was an obsession like he had a fucking addiction to the remote control but and also coupled with that 
and it's my parents' fault and I do blame them. I until about the age of like I don't know, twelve, thirteen, I actually thought I was a stunner. I didn't realise until after the confo that I was actually a fucking horror show, that I was a little ginger, chubby, little freak as old. I thought I was deadly. I thought I was a social butterfly. I thought I was gorgeous. I wouldn't, I would have watched Beaches and I wouldn't have related to it. I mean, maybe I should watch it now. I was going to say, you would have watched it, whereas I was watching it and I was like, oh yeah, the young Beth Midler is me. Like, this is just, you know, like the child playing Beth Midler, I was like, this is like looking in a mirror. But you would have watched it and you see, maybe your parents were kind of, you know, that rare 80s breed of giving you a bit of confidence or something. I don't know. But I mean, you were watching and empathised and identified with the gorgeous Oh no, I was totally, I was totally confident. You would have been like, that's who I am. It left a puberty. I kind of started to cop that. Like I started hearing things like, um, what was it? Oh, uh, like he thinks you're like the soundest and the funniest, but he thinks Helen is a ride. So that's kind of where he's going to go with this now. And I'm just like, what? Okay, whatever. There was, I mean, you've seen like my profile pic on all social media is my confirmation pic. So we yeah. all know what kind of visual we're dealing with. But there was a lot of that, like a lot of, oh, yeah, Joey thinks you're so funny. Um, could <laughs> you, is there any chance, <laughs> is there any chance you could put a word in? Um, and the, sh- oh, the shift was I- never happening, to be honest. I was just, I was, yeah, the confidence. It wasn't even the confidence. It was just, I was like, um, I had this weird thing of like just being happy in myself. And I was convinced that I was going to be like a famous actress. But the only reason I didn't tell people is I, I felt like they'd be judgy onto me. But it was kind of like something that I knew. So I was okay with it. <laughs> I don't know what they were saying to me. I think they were just, yeah, they filled me it's with like, confidence. It's like you knew, you knew you were going to be a Rathfarnham and version of, of Julia Roberts. So when yeah. everyone else was filling out the, their CAO forms, you were like, you poor bitches, because none of this matters for me. And then I hit puberty and it was all over. I'd say, well, not puberty so much. I'd say I just hit the, the teens and... Well, I think, yeah. The realisation. I think in primary school, you know, you can believe a lot of your parents' lies, but the problem starts in secondary school where they can no longer protect you from <laughs> juniors or discos. So you're going to the disco every week. Your dad has told you you look gorgeous. Your auntie has told you you look gorgeous. And yet the shift is not happening. So I think there just does reach a point where you're like, something isn't adding up here. And then you realise, oh, actually, the people who love me best are just complete. They're fully aware that I am a gargoyle and they're just trying to protect. (laughs) They're just trying. They've tried to protect me, but ultimately they've set me up for a serious fall because. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Because like in primary school, in primary school or like primary school age, big thing that people used to say to me was that I was such a show off and my reaction my reaction to that comment was like and what and what like why wouldn't I be did you see that cartwheel like fuck you 
And I just have to say, I was not particularly good at sports. Not particularly academic, not particularly talented in sport. Like no, like no, no talents, no talents to speak of. It's not like one of these kids that everyone hated. But in fairness, they did have an incredible voice. But everyone still hated them. Like I, it's not like I even had anything. I didn't have any fucking currency. It was just like fucking cartwheeling yeah. all over the gap. For what? But you're so I'm I'm gonna show you now. fucking cartwheel. I was like uh, look, I was that was visual different. in my profile picture minus the cartwheel. And like I can you know, yes, in primary school, you know, I think I think we were all listening to the love songs, um, you know, up until secondary school feeling, yeah, like that's me. Like I'm the one in control, like the chorus, I'd love to love you like you do to me. And you're like, yeah, it's so hard on the men because they just love me so much and I don't love the back. But again, the junior search discos was what that was when it all came to the head. And we realized that like not alone were we not Andrea Core, but we weren't even Sharon Core. Like it was just we were not no. core sisters. As much as we did the black eyeshadow, just that one black colour, it just again, it just wasn't it wasn't coming to fruition. It wasn't coming together. Yeah, you see, like I I this is it, like I'm I'm there hitting Wesley Disco, I'm 14, I'm whacking out my impression of Fred Elliott from Coronation Street. But yet, yet the eyes seem to be turning to that incredibly attractive girl with no personality. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> As you know, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and there are loads of deadly podcasts on that network for you guys to tune into. And this is one that we think you might like. If you want to check it out this week, this is Fireside. Once upon a time, Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week we breathe new life into old stories from folklore and mythology, from the mysterious landing of the old Celtic gods to the epic wars fought by Cúchulainn and Queen Maeve, right down to the petty squabbles between headstrong mortals and roguish fairies. We already have a huge collection available with a new episode every Wednesday. This is not just a podcast for folklore fiends, but for anyone who enjoys a good story. And who doesn't love a good story? My name is Kevin C. Olan, and I am your host and your fireside bard. Wherever you are in the world, you can always join me by the fireside. Come here, I forgot. Referencing the chorus. Did you see Jedward coming out this week? And they were going for Jim Core. Fair play to Jedward. I'm very fond of the two of them. They came out and told Jim Wafer that his sisters never needed him. Oh, my God. That's shocking. Can you believe it? Because, of course, Jim was at the anti-mask protest there at the weekend. Oh, yeah. um, he, tried, he's in, he tried to get Sinead O'Connor involved. And I think she just replied to him, you need to get a life, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, well, Sinead was like, you need to get your shit together and I should fucking know, okay? <laughs> but, like, you need to get your fucking shit together. Seriously. I, I mean, I can't believe he hasn't fucked off a long time ago. I, do you Shame. know what? In all, in all fairness, the sisters must be like, shut the fuck up, Jim. Can you imagine the Christmas dinner? 
I mean, what's the same topic? I mean, if you'd asked, if you'd asked little old Emma twenty years ago, where do you think Jim Core is going to be in the year twenty twenty? I would have been just like fitting floors. I know. Do you know what I mean? He does a good job. He does a good job. He's a bit, there's something a bit off about him, but he's in and he's out, like, so it's fine. I wouldn't want to be in the house on my own. He doesn't linger, which is great. Yeah. The young fella he has working for him now, now he's lovely. You know, he he kind of be chatting away and stuff, but he's more just kind of straight to the point and business, and you crack a joke and he just look into space. But he does a good job. You'd be like, all right, so you that's get, what your man is doing. Oh, fair play. Yeah, everyone needs to earn a living. Yeah. You wouldn't think he'd be like at this crack, would you? Yeah. Do you reckon the sister that was the drummer is still drumming? <laughs> Caroline. Wasn't that was that Caroline or Sharon on the drums? No, I don't know. Well, there was one of them on the fiddle. There was one of them on the fiddle. Andrea was just Jesus Andrea. They had to have an old fiddler if they were going to break America. Come on, like to okay. We need black eye shadow. We need um, stunningly beautiful women. We need a drummer. We need a fiddler, and we need need just a weird brother lurking in the background on his guitar. Tick tick tick. But I think, I mean, look, this is the thing, like as parents, this is what this comes back to. Obviously, their parents encouraged them to play music. Like in my household, there was no encouragement of any hobbies, really. I briefly flirted with the keyboard and then my cousin fell over her violin case and broke her teeth. And my mom was like, that's the end of music for everyone in this family. Okay, your teeth are too important. And none of us were ever allowed to play an instrument ever again. Really? Oh my god! That's my true. parents did this. Only reference in this the other day. That is so. My parents are the complete opposite. They sent my brothers to piano lessons, and I think they fucking hated the piano lessons, but they did them for years. So I, and then there was oh yeah, then Simon had a keyboard at some point, but there was there was very poor Simon. I having met Simon, you didn't even have to tell me he had a keyboard at some point. Come on, I had the guitar of for a while. Simon, had a, Simon, Simon was the gym core of that group. He was gonna have a keyboard. Come on now. How dare you say that about my brother? He was no gym core. Fuck you. But your gym played the keyboard in the band. Simon was not a Jim Core. Simon, well, well look, he would have been lurking in the background, but he was not Jim Core. Yeah, well, we're not, not in a Tim hat sense, but just no. he was the keyboard player. I I had a guitar for a while. No, I did not. Of, I course, you, of course you did, little Miss Cooney with the guitar. <laughs> No, I did. in fairness to my parents now, I did. But there was loads of shit on in the school after school. So I just did like badminton, gymnastics. Oh, shit, all of them. But I thought I was great. The usual. The yeah, usual. No, I think there was, there was no encouragement of the extracurricular in my home. I think Santi brought me a Bowron um, one year. And by like literally by Stevenson's day, the Bowron had disappeared. And I was like, where's the Bowron gone? 
But I think they just were so appalled by my lack of rhythm and musical talent. Um, the Byron just disappeared. Speaking of instruments, I had to laugh because I was just, uh, this is such a juvenile one, but I was driving Fred back from Tree just a few minutes ago and we were in the car <laughs> I was talking because I had bought a couple of books for the you know when you're induced it's supposed to take a long time oh, so yeah. I was like I'll buy a couple of books now and they'll keep me going for when I'm I'm, I'm having the baby and then Fred was like yeah do you know what I, I was really disappointed <laughs> because I went to Eason's and they didn't have my penis magazine and I was like what and he was like, they didn't stock it. I asked, but they don't have, you know, that penis magazine I get, but it get, but he was saying penis, but of course, come on. It just, oh said, he God. said it so earnestly. They didn't have my penis magazine. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then the fact he, said so arsy, he went up he? to them and asked about his penis magazine. Oh no, he just was like pure cash. Like, oh yeah, you know, they didn't have my S and M magazine. You know, like that kind of thing. He was just pure casual, no shame. And then went up and was like, I don't suppose you have this <laughs> this magazine. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Oh yeah, well they made me spell it out a few times. And I was like, I bet they did. Jesus, penis. It, that's the name of it, penis magazine. Oh my god. I know, but you look, the will old you really, ones are the best. Will you really need books, though, do you reckon? Well, I kind of thought, for the induction part, I thought I just thought there might be a bit of a waiting game. Because you know the way they put the cream on to soften the cervix, and it takes it takes a good few hours, I think, they have to do it once every six hours. Oh, right. They'll probably have you up walking, though, won't they? Oh gosh, please can everyone stop making me go for walks? I'm so sick of walks. I'm all walked out. I had visualized myself in a bed reading a book, and of course they probably they probably will have me marching around the bloody hospital. I'm so sick of the bloody walks. And I actually go for another one now in a minute. They are gonna have you up walking. If you're lying in the bed, not 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 gravity. But you look, sorry now, they can't have me walking. Like they said they wanted to do the cream thing three times. So Mm -hmm. I did the maths and I was like 18 hours. Sure, they're not going to have me walking for 18 hours. Are you suggesting, should I start? Okay, maybe I should start reading the books now is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get them finished, if you want to actually read the books, I would read the books now. Okay, I could be wrong. I've I haven't been induced, so I could be talking out my hole. But you mightn't be relaxed enough to read a book. But sure, for eighteen hours, with if it's just waiting for your cervix to soften. I mean, this is pre labor, by the way. I'm under I'm under no illusions that I'll be in the middle of labor and the baby's say... crowning, and I'm I'm reaching the last chapter. Like I'm, I'm under, no. I'm under no illusions for that. No, but I mean, I'd say it might be a case of having a doze, or they'll have you up moving around, or on the ball, or something, bouncing on the fucking ball. Oh, ball. Wouldn't you? Th- I know. I would think. I would think they'd be like the aim of the game is to get things moving, get things started. So get up there now. Okay. Well, look. We'll see. We'll see Maybe how we get can. on. Maybe you can't read the books. I don't know. But, okay, but then you're here, a reader. I... You're a reader. See, I'm not. I'm not a reader, so 
I just yeah no look I think to be honest you're I think you're um first of all you're coming from a place of experience but I think it sounds about right what you're what you're explaining I'm gonna start the books today I'm not gonna sure. hold off start them anyway um, Come here, I was going to say, will we just give some shout-outs to our old Patreons? Yeah. Okay, Definitely. I'm going to go for, I'm going to try to give a shout-out to, uh, hang on now, two seconds. Okay, we've got Yvonne L. By the way, we love our patrons so much, and it means so much that you support us. $3 yes, a month does. gets you four extra episodes, and we've great crack in the extra episodes, and we love you so much, and we really, really appreciate it. So, oh, sorry, are, Yvonne the, sorry, are the other people still listening in? <laughs> okay, awkward. <laughs> so, oh, it's really awkward. And, but we really do because we have a little dream, which is that one day maybe we can actually do this for a proper living. So, that's our goal. So, everyone who contributes $3 is really helping us realize that dream. You are the wind beneath my wings. Okay, so we've got Yvonne. We've got Kelly K, we've got Fiona D, we've got Veronica G, we've got Sheila K, we've got Kira OC, we've got Kate McD, we've got Cronia G, we've got Rachel D, and we have, hang on, scrolling up a little bit so we've Paige or Stacey C, Katrina C, Christina or Jennifer D, Remy E, Kira W, and Shauna. We've all those amazing people supporting the podcast. So thank you so much for giving us uh, your hard-earned money. And we really, really appreciate it. And we have a surprise this week, don't we, Ems? We do. We have a little sneaky, sneaky surprise for the people we actually care about. Okay, this (laughs) Friday, for the people that actually care about us, okay, and the people that we care about, we are going to have a baby shower for Judy. I know we've gone full on teen mom, full on teen mom on this. It's yeah. happening. And this Friday. This Friday, and we want to have a bit of fun. We want to have a bit of crack. Let's, you know, lighten things up a bit. And all patrons are invited. Yeah. So for this one, it's a bit special. We're going to invite all the patrons. And what time do we think, Emma? What's a good time for people? Eight? Is that too late? I think eight is okay. Yeah. Is eight okay? Yeah, because if people are doing bits or whatever, they've had had their dinner, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you have had your dinner, you really should have had your dinner at that stage. Yeah. Let's say eight o'clock. And we're going to show it up on the Patreon page open to all the patrons and we do want to have a bit of crack with it so whether it's a few games or a bit of never have we ever or something just to kind of you know like just to kind of I suppose de-Americanize the whole thing it's going to be we have to have a bit of banter that's key yes I think it should be how many pints do we think Julie's baby will weigh rather than you know other things yeah we'll have to we'll have to have all that and that's going to be happening this friday open to all the patrons it's going to be on a patreon page and thank you so much for supporting us because it means so much thanks patrons okay i'm gonna let you go love because i better get started on these books yeah suddenly (laughs) suddenly my whole plan has changed and i do need to go for a walk story of my life (laughs) 
No, I think you're very rarely wrong, Emma. It's one of the things I hate most about you. That and your like, effortlessly straight hair. <laughs> I don't, obviously, you won't be in labour. You're not, you're not going to be in pain or whatever. But, like, I think in those situations, time has a different concept. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, I know what you mean. You might it's, be yeah, in the zone. Not, yeah, no, fair point. I think I think now is the time to start the books yeah. um, and, maybe, and get them done. Maybe a few OK magazines for the hospital or something. Something a bit light. Yeah, you know? maybe... But, you know, I find Vogue very triggering and I think she's in a lot of the OK Hello magazines at the moment. May not be a bad thing to get triggered, do you know? Well, that's true. Maybe that would spring me into action. You never know. Uh, food for thought, food for thought. And uh, just to say again, shout out to Vogue. And I think Gigi has started supporting us on Patreon as well. So uh, thanks so much for supporting thanks. the podcast. Thanks, Gigi. <laughs> okay, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. As I've always, been Gigi. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.